Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. doing well birdland it's great to talk to you because we know here in the first week of september the orioles are going to be making the playoffs god damn it we're going to be watching the orioles in october i don't care what you say negative nate negative nate shut the fuck up there's no oh let's just hope they don't lose 12 in a row nope not gonna happen they're 86 and 51 right now three and a half games above the rays The Rays lost to the Red Sox on Monday. Orioles won, jump up a game. This is crazy. I feel like since June, I'm always, you know, this is wild. This is crazy. This is exciting. God damn it. This is crazy and exciting and fun. And I'll tell you what, with that four-game series coming up against the Rays, that's going to be an interesting series. That is going to be fun. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. These Orioles are just playing their ass off still. And I know there's little bumps in the road. Uh-oh, everybody, you know, all season. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Here we go. This is when they blow it. Look at this. First week in September, three and a half games up. They haven't been swept in 84 straight series. They just need to win 14 to clinch a playoff spot, 22 wins to get in the AL East. Oh, man. The Orioles right now are out there playing the Angels on the West Coast, and and I already need a nap. I'm exhausted. The last West Coast series late as shit during the week, up at 1230 in the morning. Although I feel like it makes more sense (laughs) being up at 1230 in the morning watching the Orioles play than, you know, in May 10th, 2018, (laughs) during a rebuild. I'm sitting there watching the Orioles at quarter one in the morning. What am I doing? It's Tuesday. It's May. You look incredibly stupid. The Orioles have only won two games this season. What am I doing? So I feel a little better knowing, okay, I'm watching the best team in baseball right now. Try to wrap up the last month of the season. And it's okay that it's quarter one in the morning on a Monday. Because God damn it, I'm watching the Orioles and I feel great. Yeah, the Orioles start the Angels series with a win, 6-3. to three. You know, look, I'm going to feel uneasy without Bautista the rest of the year. It's just the way it's going to be. You can't replace a player like that. But the bullpen has been holding it down. D.L. Hall looking good. Fuji's coming around. Perez is looking good. Webb, Webb's my guy. They are looking all right. We got Jorge Lopez coming back to the Orioles. Obviously can't play in the uh, playoffs, although I think he can't if, if, if Player's injured. He can step up, but for now, he can just um, help out the Orioles clinch this playoff spot. Jorge came out the other night. He looked good. I'm okay. You know, Cano gave up a home run the other night, but other than that, he settled down. His ball's sinking at 97 miles per hour again. He's looking good. So I feel confident. Thank God, because the way Perez was pitching and the way that D.L. Hall, you know, past few months was pitching. Some of these guys in the bullpen, you know, Fuji, you're going, oh, my God, when Bautista went down, you're like, yep, 
Life is over. I'm just going to end it now. Nope. Bullpen steps up. They're doing real nice. Real nice. So Monday night, Gunner putting on another show with the defense and hitting. He hits a three-run shot over the right field wall. Look, his home runs, well, they're leaving the yard in like 1.6 seconds right now. That swing is so fucking powerful, and it's just going to continue to keep getting more powerful year after year. And the discussion about rookie of the year, it's over. It's done. No conversation needed. Stop the chatter. The decision is made. God damn, that, that play Friday night against the Diamondbacks, he makes an over-the-shoulder catch, just spins, turns, throws the guy out trying to tag at home. Off-balance throw. Perfect throw. Couldn't have been a more perfect throw. The catch was insane enough. That, the play could have ended right there, and you would have been like, holy hell, did you just see that? But then Gunner catches it, spins, throws. Didn't even have time to, to balance himself. He just hurls it down the line. Perfect throw. So no more conversation, rookie of the year. It's Gunnar Henderson. Let's just move on from that, can we? <laughs> but the young boys are shining. They look good. Grayson Rodriguez, Gunnar Henderson, Grayson holding it down. Six innings pitch, two earned runs, seven Ks. Uh, I got to be careful what I say. Sometimes my neighbors can hear me. They're like, what the hell? I'm sitting here going, yeah, those young boys, they look real good. It's like, what the hell kind of podcast is this guy talking about? I... Don't like this. He's saying how great these young boys look. I don't like this, but whatever. Anyway, yeah, Grayson Rodriguez, I mean, every time he comes out on the mound, you know things are going to be just fine. So the Orioles give him some runs. That's all they needed, even when it was three to two. You just knew, okay, we're fine. Grayson's going to hold it down. You feel confident about the bullpen. It all worked out, and I feel great. Hey, just want to give you guys one more reminder. Again, very excited heading over to Belly Up Sports Network, new podcast network. Uh, check them out. Great articles all about sports, podcast sports, all the good shit. But uh, again, switching over all those feeds and trying to update the RSS feed, all, all the good shit. Uh, please let me know if there is a problem in the next couple weeks, whatever error or you're not seeing uh, episodes upload, please let me know. Again, full count chaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at full count chaos where I'll be there at all quarter one in the morning on these West coast games, having fun. If you're watching the game and you're like, God damn one in the morning, I'm probably on there still having fun. But anyway, let me know, please. Cause this always makes me nervous. Switching all this information over all this technology. So yeah, I'm excited. Belly up network. They're awesome. I'm, I can't wait to get things rolling with them. Um, <laughs> so I just, is kind of funny. A friend just texted me right now and says nothing to do with baseball, but this is funny. Uh, he said, congratulations on making it out alive. I just looked down on my phone. saw it. he found out that I went to target with my wife. Now, I don't know if obviously you're married. If your wife, I think most women, they feel that target is their Disney world. They love it. But normally, when I hear my wife is going to Target, I don't go. She may be gone days, weeks, months. No no clue. The police are knocking on my door, responding to a missing person request from someone in her family. I just say to the police when I open the door, hey, she went to Target. They're like, oh, enough said. They walk back, go back to their car, drive away. Yeah, just a, another missing person request for a wife, but she went to Target. She'll be fine.
But I went with her. I don't know what I was thinking. I fell for it. She's like, I just want to go in real quick. Just glance. Look at some Halloween stuff. I fell for it. I fucking fell for it. You jackass. So we go and, <laughs> you know, of course. Well, I guess I better grab a cart just in case. That That's when I knew I was in trouble. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Now, if she walked into a store without a cart, I'm like, okay, I think we're going to be all right. But when you walk into Target and the wife grabs a cart, oh, man, you might have to take a flare gun with you, call for help. This shit ain't going to work out. And I don't know why Target's shopping carts are the size of a fucking SUV. <laughs> and two hours later, I walk the other way. I just look at the TVs and technology. Well, I, would, I don't even know what she does in Target. But two hours later, as she comes around the corner, the carts fill. It looks like she robbed the store with 50% of what they sell in her cart. Holy hell. She loves the uh, Halloween decorations. Our house right now looks like Halloween puked all in it. No, that, that's an insult. What The way my wife decorates this house, beautiful, gorgeous. All the Halloween decorations. I love it. Like I've said before, starting in July, we start celebrating Halloween. I think it's almost starting to get to the point where we're probably going to be celebrating it year-round. <laughs> Showing up at Christmas parties, wearing our Halloween costumes. We love Halloween. It's our favorite holiday. Love it. If you want to call it a holiday. Anyway, I'm getting way off topic here. But yeah, my friend congratulated me that I got out alive hearing that I went to Target with my wife. Very brave. I did it. I did it. But anyway, again, want to hear from you folks. Hey, how confident, by the way, I'm seeing some chatter pertaining to the Orioles. We're moving on from Target here. <laughs> seeing some uh, chatter because after the Rocky series and after the White Sox series, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, forget it. You know, the Orioles are probably going to make the playoffs, but they're done. They're toast. It's over. <laughs> Fans are having a nervous breakdown. You know, oh, it's it's done. Orioles are not going to the World Series. Uh, let's go Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. Woo. Like, God damn, everybody. Calm down. Now, look, I was in that boat as well. I don't know if I was in that boat. I may have just been kind of doing the breaststroke next to the boat in the water, but I didn't get in the boat. But of course, you're a, you're a fan. You see a good team and a bad team, and you're like, okay, well, this is how it should go down. The Orioles play the Rockies. You're thinking that's an easy sweep. It's kind of funny because as they uh, as the Rockies came into town, the Orioles were 80 and 48. The Rockies were 48 and 80. How silly! Easy sweep. They're playing the White Sox. Easy sweep. It's a trap. It's a trap. So people were a little concerned. They play the Rockies. They barely win five to four. Next game, they had to come back again. They were down. They had to win five to four. Next game, third game, final game of the series, they lose four to three. Everyone again. Oh, my God. I can't believe. The Orioles are toast. Just don't even play the rest of the season. It's over. Negative Nate, yeah. Negative Nate came out. Negative Nate was saying a few words. <laughs> but I wasn't like, oh, my God, this, this, it's It's over. I quickly remembered that, hey, the Orioles were this team from 2018 to 2021, and they were winning games against good teams. And the opposing fans said the same thing. How in the fuck do you lose to a team like the Orioles? They're in a rebuild. They're not even trying to win. And, and the Orioles won. So, again, it's sports. The team, they're getting paid a lot of money to try to beat the opposing team as well. It happens. But then they go on the White Sox, makes you feel a little better. Or the White Sox come into Baltimore. Orioles took care of business. Nine nothing. You're feeling better. 
Next game, 9-3. Feeling real bad. Real better. There you go, Nate. Real better. They're feeling real good. And then the third game, the Orioles. Kohler, um, who was pitching that game? I know the Orioles went up. It was like four to nothing. Bottom of the first, the Orioles score four runs. And you're like, here we go. This is the sweep we've all been waiting for. Who was it? Oh, yeah, Gibson. Yeah, Gibson goes out in the top of the second, gives up four runs. Next inning gives up three runs. A bullpen gives up another three run. Yeah, so the White Sox win 10 to 5. And the chatter starts again. Why why are the Orioles still playing? Just forget it. <laughs> There's no playoffs. There shouldn't be any playoffs. The Orioles don't deserve it. Look, when the Orioles offense, when they go quiet, man, they sure know how to shut the hell up. But then all of a sudden, before we can even blink, boom! We see a game like uh, against the Diamondbacks. Seven hits in a row. Adding six, six runs in the fourth inning against the Diamondbacks on Saturday. This offense is, is it's funny. I mean, against the Angels, starting off Monday night. They had a runners in scoring position. Guy on second, guy on third. No outs, terrible at bats, inning over, no runs. But then the next inning, boom, 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 bunch of base hits. You know, well, two to nothing, three nothing. Where they were down two to nothing, now they're up three to two, and then Gunnar Henderson's home run. But yeah, this offense, it, it, it's funny. Like, they'll just completely shit the bed. They'll lead off double, no outs, but then the next inning, they'll get like six runs. I, I don't know. It's just the Orioles offense, you just have to be patient with them because you know eventually, sooner or later, something's going to happen. So I'm just going to go down the list right now, some offensive stats, see where the Orioles compare to the other teams, American League, National League, the entire league. And what's crazy, the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, we know they have the best record in baseball, but (laughs) these offensive stats, they're like number one in 90% of all the offensive stats in baseball. It's crazy which is, I guess, big reason why they're best record in baseball. But the Orioles right now, 12th in OPS, 11th in average, 17th in home runs, but they're 7th best in RBIs, 8th best in runs scored, 10th best in hits, 3rd best in doubles, 7th best in triples, 10th best with least amount of strikeouts. OBP, okay, they're 17th, but they're 11th best in slugging, and then grounding in double plays, I wanted to take a look at that stat because I feel like they do it all the time. I know Austin Hayes was having a little bit of a streak where every time he was up to bat, ground roll, uh, grounding into a double play. Uh, but they are 10th best with the least amount of hitting into double plays. So the Orioles right now, their top 10 runs scored, hits, doubles, triples, least amount of strikeouts. You know, they're 11th best with slugging, OPS. Their average, top 11. So they're doing all right with the offense. They're right where they need to be and continue to shine. Uh, but yeah, the offensive stats, they look good. But I was, oh my God, I was so thrilled when Santander was in the lineup the next day after getting hit in the hand in Arizona. I had Nick Markakis vibes right before the playoffs in 2012 when he got hit by, uh, what the fuck's his name, Yankees uh, pitcher. Oh, I can't think of his name. Uh, CC Sabathia. Yeah, when he hit Nick Markakis, broke his finger. God, like a couple weeks before the playoffs start. That photo of Buck hugging Markakis. Anyway, I've 
talked about that a million times on here. But anyway, you see Santander, you heard it. Bam! His hand gets hit. Obviously, he drops the bat. He walks away. You're going, oh, my God. This can't be happening. But then he's in the lineup very next night. So, oh, man, heart skipped a beat. I mean, he's leading the Orioles with 26 home runs, 79 RBIs. Second year in a row, he's doing this. Now, if he finishes first in both, he becomes the first Oriole since, you know it, Chris Davis, 2012-2013. God, do we miss that Chris Davis in those years. Oh, my God. I've never seen someone be able to just flick the wrist and hit a ball 460 feet like Chris Davis did. When he was in his prime and he was doing whatever he needed to do to hit those home runs, boy, was he putting on a show. God damn, I miss Chris Davis. I do. I miss the Chris Davis days of obviously in 2012 and 2013, 2014, watching him in the home run derby, all that good shit. But um, I didn't realize. Anthony Santander, he's the first Orioles switch hitter with at least 25 home runs in consecutive seasons since Eddie Murray did that in 87 and 88. But yeah, Anthony Santander, one of our greatest batters right now this season. I mean, every time he comes up the bat, you just stop and watch because, dude, he puts on a show. But I got to say, even though he's one of our hottest hitters, this is hilarious about Anthony. Without a doubt, one of our hottest hitters. But it's funny because I, I don't think I've ever seen a batter swing and miss like he does. That's just ironic how good of numbers he has and home runs, RBIs, all that OPS, OBP. But my God, boy, does he swing and miss. <laughs> and I hate to say this about one of our best batters, but come on, you know what I'm talking about. There will be balls thrown, you know, a foot and a half out of the strike zone. If he didn't swing, it, it hit him right in the knee. And he swings. He does. He, he swings at a lot of balls out of the zone. A guy, he just doesn't like to walk. It's like Adam Jones. I don't, I'm not up there to walk. I'm going to swing the bat. And it's obviously what Anthony is doing. <laughs> but look, he's a great batter. So when I see that, I, it, it makes me laugh. You know, if I'm sitting there watching the game with people, it's like, oh, my God, Anthony, what are you doing? It's like, calm down. It's one of our best batters. But I've, I've just never seen a batter swing and miss like he does. Anyway, I don't know. Nate, why'd you even bring that up? We're talking positive stuff. I know. I get it. But were you one of those with the, the nervous chatter? Because the Orioles only won four to six, and they barely pulled it out against the Rockies. And then you're seeing teams like the Rays and the Blue Jays beating the Rockies the next series 10 to 1, 12 to 5. I just think a lot of times, because we have PTSD talking Birdland here, Orioles fans, it's sometimes we just find these small details or reasons to panic. To go, oh my God, there it is. There's the reason the Orioles aren't going to do well or or they're going to lose 10 in a row and not make the playoffs. I just need to take a deep breath. They're the best team in baseball. They're 35 games over 500. We're going to see them play in the playoffs. But the Orioles were the same team, 2018 to 2021, beating teams that had no business losing to the Orioles. And the Orioles won. <laughs> Now, the Orioles pitching, that's been a hot topic. It's going to be a hot topic every season. The Orioles pitching. You're just like, God damn, why can't the Orioles 
just ever find that ace. You know, it, it just stopped at Mike Musina. But goddamn, I, I think we're fi- we're seeing our aces. Kyle Bradish, Grayson Rodriguez. I mean, these guys are going to be turning in. If not, they're the ace. There's some uh, cool stats that were tweeted to or, or text to me that I noticed came from Twitter. Um, one of them, uh, Oriole Statistics. We follow each other. You got to follow this guy on Twitter. He puts out some great tweets. You can follow him at Oriole Status One. But a lot of times, friends will uh, text me stats. They'll be like, check this out. And it'll be a screenshot from that Twitter page. It's good stuff. But this one, uh, what was the text I got? Uh, for the first time since 1997, the Orioles have six pitchers with 100 or more strikeouts on the season. Gibson, 137. Bradish, 136. Kramer, 134. Wells, 111. Bautista, 110. Rodriguez, 100. It says only three of these guys have played the full season in the majors. So, again, I think a lot of times the pitching, because you're watching guys like Cole Irvin and Kyle Gibson go out and shit the bed, and then they move to a six-man rotation, which, another fun stat, since they've done that, they were the third lowest ERA in August. Baltimore starters had a 330 ERA, fourth best of any rotation, a 1.047 whip, second in the league, and a collective 2.4 F war, second in the league. I was reading some good shit about the Orioles on Camden Chat. Follow those guys. They said Kyle Bradish is the ace. I agree with that. They were breaking it down, talking about how he's got a 3.3 ERA among the league leaders. You got Grayson Rodriguez. Since his promotion from AAA, he's thrown 47 innings, over eight starts and holding opponents to a .199 batting average. And let's not forget about Kramer. He's pitched to a .261 ERA since mid-July. These guys are holding it down, those three pitchers. But other than that, it makes you a little nervous. Who who are who do you trust? Because right now, Jack Flaherty? Oof. That's not a good start, but keep going. I mean, he, he's just not the guy that's going to come in and pitch seven innings only giving up two runs with 10 Ks. He's just an average dude. He'll have some decent outings. He'll also take a giant dump on the mound. I mean, he doesn't have horrible numbers. I mean, when he came onto the Orioles and you're looking at his numbers and Cy Young candidate and all that fun stuff, you're thinking, all right, hey, this guy's going to help the team. But lately, a couple outings makes you a little worried. He, I uh, got the other night, He's facing the Diamondbacks. Uh, Brandon Hyde came walking out to take him out. And uh, you could see, you could read his lips. I mean, the camera was uh, zoomed in on Flaherty. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? He just kept going, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Takes the ball from Flaherty. Flaherty just doesn't even look at Hyde, walks the other way, spits out his gum or whatever it was. I mean, he just looks bitter. He looks pissed off constantly. I mean, he's just probably upset he's not pitching well, which is understandable. If you're not doing your job well, you're not going to have a smile and be happy. He just looks angry. I don't care. I don't care about this job, and I don't care about you. And, of course, for the fans, it makes it worse because, again, before the trade deadline, the point is teams like the Orioles, you want to trade and bring players on who are going to help the Orioles become even better towards the playoffs. So, yeah, that stings a lot more when you're like, oh, geez, this is the guy 
This is the guy you brought on. Now, since he's been traded on the Orioles, five games, he's one and two. He's pitched 24 innings. Out of those 24 innings, he's given up 10 walks, 18 runs, 27 hits, 29 strikeouts with a 6.66 ERA, with a 152 whip. He's not looked good. There's definitely concerns. I mean, it's just frustrating knowing that the guy that they bring on trade deadline, he's in the conversation of, oh, which pitcher is not going to be on the playoff roster? You know, Kyle Gibson, Corvin, Jack Flaherty. It's like, geez, that's, that's not good that he's in the conversation. It's just frustrating. And by the way, apparently a couple weeks ago, uh, I was going off about Kyle Gibson because he's just terrible right now. He's shit in the bed. Uh, I guess I, I say Kyle Bradish. Uh, I would hope if you hear a mistake like that, you know that I mean Kyle Gibson. I just wanted to throw that out there. I guess I was going on a rant, and then I said Kyle Bradish a couple times, and you know some people on Twitter, Kyle, Kyle Gibson or Kyle Bradish, he's the man. No, come on, you should have figured it out there. Anyway, just putting that out there. But yeah, I, I just Flaherty, just please do what you got to do to figure it out. Because that's frustrating that he's in the conversation between Cole Irvin and, and Kyle Gibson on, on the a playoff spot. Ah, well. But being an Orioles fan right now, it's the greatest thing. The wagon, it's filled up. Sorry, folks. All filled up. I was talking earlier about going to Target. When I went to Target with my wife, all the Orioles gear, gone. Years ago, a few years ago, it wasn't like that. I could walk into Target in September. Piles! Of Orioles gear. And I'd even be able to find an extra large. Nope. Now it's just a bunch of smalls and medium t-shirts. Hanging there. They're all gone. The wagon is filled. And speaking also of exciting moments. Jackson Holiday. Hell yeah! I mean, he's got to be one of the most anticipated, exciting players to see come up that I can remember. I mean, Michael Elias, Brandon Hyde. I mean, they're, they're words. They both said it. They've never seen anything like it. 19 years old. 19 years old. He's one of the best players in baseball right now. 19. I was 19. I got a hand job and I'd brag about it for six months. This dude's just putting up numbers. He's played at three minor league levels in 2023. And he's torn it all up. There hasn't been a moment where you're like, all right, well, he just needs to figure it out. Give him some time. He's one for 24. He's no, he's tearing it up. He's hit a, he's hit three, a 338 average with three home runs and nine doubles in 36 games in double A. On the season, he's hitting 333. Of course, in triple A, it's going to be his biggest challenge because he's going to be facing some pitchers that at one time they were pitching in the big leagues. So, yeah, this this will be a great challenge if you even want to use the word challenge when it comes to Jackson Holiday. But I just can't get over it. 19 years old. A few months ago or a year ago, he was in high school. It's insane. Getting ready for his senior prom. Comes up to the, the minors and just, you know, number one prospect in all of baseball. It's insane. He comes to the minor leagues, low A. <laughs> it took him 14 games with a 1.183 OPS. 14 games, he gets promoted to high A. There, Holiday's OPS was 940. And then he goes up to Bowie 
And then I, you know, just read the numbers in Bowie that he was hitting, and here he is in AAA. Just bing, bang, boom. <laughs> well, who plays shortstop? Yeah, Jackson. Jackson Holiday does. We've gone into third. Scouts, you know, they've all come out and said they they feel that Jackson Holiday is the better shortstop defender. We've already seen some highlights over the season, what Jackson Holiday can do. Again, I'm not taking anything away from Gunnar Henderson. I mean, my God, like talked about earlier in the podcast, he's putting on a show the other night showing, you know, greatest plays of the season. But from what it seems, Jackson Holiday, he'd be the shortstop. Gunner to third. My God, left side of that infield. Woo! But it'll be a fun challenge to see. Keep a keep a good eye on Jackson Holiday coming up in AAA. See how well he does if he continues to tear it up. If he doesn't, who cares? Bring him up. It's almost like, eh, it doesn't matter how he looks in AAA. <laughs> Bring him up as soon as you possibly can. And of course, all eyes on Jackson Holiday, but yeah, we're... Can't wait to see Joey Ortiz. Cursed it. Um, also, Enrique Bradfield Jr., the Orioles' first-round draft pick, 2023, and 15 games, single A, 311 average, 18 walks, 18 stolen bases, 13 runs at .878 OPS. So we're all seeing now why the Orioles decided, yep, this is going to be our, our number one pick. And he's tearing it up. The dude is fast. If you have time, Go look at some of his highlights. (laughs) Stealing bases, running the bases. Holy hell. Love to see him and uh, Jorge Mateo have a little fun race. But these guys that we're seeing down in the minors who are coming up, look how good the Orioles are right now. Seeing the players who are even better in some discussions. The outfield, infield, batters, offense. You know, these guys who are coming up, who we're going to see in the next season or two, You're thinking, wait, you're telling me the Orioles are going to be better than what they are now? Oh, come on. Come on. They're the best team in baseball right now. Well, you just wait and see. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. Uh, Yeah, bring it on. Love to hear. What's your Halloween costume? Let's get a little silly here on Full Count Chaos. What are you going to be going as? You dressing up going to any Halloween parties? Uh, Of course, I just want to know how you feel right now about the Orioles. Just. Overall, what's your feeling? Are you having fun? Are you concerned? Did that Rockies and White Sox series get you a little nervous? Oh, my God, they didn't sweep. And, oh, my God, they barely beat the Rockies two out of three. Did that make you nervous? Regardless of what's on your mind, I want to hear from you. And don't forget, please, please let me know if there's any issues in the next couple weeks with tuning into the podcast. Love you guys. I can't wait for Orioles playoff baseball. This is going to be so goddamn exciting. Hit me up. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time, 